This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning, Bucknutters. It is Wednesday, June 15th, 2022. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. One quick look at your Facebook, your Twitter, or your YouTube will reveal that I am not Dave Biddle and that the people's champ, Matt Baxendell, is still here. Bax, what is up? Are you upset yet to do the show with me while Dave is sunning himself in some Caribbean location? I feel like we should all be doing the show in a Caribbean location. Can Bucknuts spring for that next summer? That is the goal. As we all know, Mr. <laughs> Bucknuts spends six months of the year at his Caribbean locale that this is not an exaggeration or a joke. One person in our town visited the island and confused Oprah Winfrey's house for his. So, you know, Mr. B is doing quite well. Today, we are going to discuss some I would say backs like people's champ, like topics. The first of which is probably when you saw this topic talked about, you thought, you know who should handle this? Matt Baxendale, the people's champ. And that is Marcus Freeman, the one-time excellent Buckeye, a native of Wayne High School, about 20 minutes from where I'm sitting, who has gone on to become the head coach of Notre Dame, and it did not take him long to buy into the narrative or spew the narrative that Notre Dame is a bastion of higher learning while all other institutions, including his alma mater, are merely having guys taking online classes to get to the NFL. I don't understand the mentality behind Freeman doing this, especially because this just in, it's harder to get into Ohio State in-state than Miami of Ohio now. So just on a reality basis, the comment is faulty, but it's also kind of disappointing to me that a guy would take such an easy way out or swing at the low hanging fruit, as it were. I do imagine you are now going to take the microphone for a good portion of time. Please submit your questions. Uh, Bucknutters, we are not going long today. Bax, take it away. Yeah, Freeman's got a bug up his rear about Ohio State since he's been hired, hasn't he? I mean, in between... This stuff about the, the, the school and that how it supposedly we're a joke institute and Notre Dame is some super-duper special place for learning, yada, 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 yada. And then the other thing that's driving me absolutely nuts is if you remember when he first took the job, he, he made that speech about how he made a mistake and went to the wrong school. And it's like, what are you doing? Like, why do you feel like you have to trash your alma mater so badly whenever there's the, – the, you don't, I don't believe there's any reason for him to be doing this. There's, there's a way you can easily recruit for Notre Dame against Ohio State 
without trashing Ohio State like you're somebody who has no ties to OSU and wants to go to the lowest common denominator. So what Freeman's doing right now is, is frankly disappointing, and he, he knows better. So shame on him. But first of all, like you said, Ohio State is an academic institution, has come an exceptionally long way in the 25 years that, that have, have passed in between the – the days of Andy Katzenmoyer going, not getting to do anything but take golf classes, and today. Ohio State is an elite university. It's a hard-as-hell university to get into, especially in a lot of the majors that these football players are taking. Um, second of all, uh, if, if you saw the response to Freeman's comments, uh, the players talked about Don Patrol. And if you don't know what Don Patrol is, that means they check to see if players are in class, and if they ain't in class, they're getting up at 6 a.m. and running steps until they puke. I mean, this has been a Meyer thing and now a day thing. These kids are in class and they're getting degrees. So I don't know where Freeman's getting this from. And, and again, this comes back to this whole giant, why does he feel like he has to trash Ohio State as the head coach at Notre Dame? In fact, historically, Ohio State and Notre Dame haven't really had a major, you know, set of hard feelings between each other. I think at times you've seen a lot of competition for Catholic kids from the state of Ohio going back to the days of Woody Hayes, but also going back to the days of Woody Hayes. Anytime Woody didn't think he was going to get a kid, he would always tell him, you know, if you don't come to Ohio State, you know should you go to? Notre Dame. Because he didn't want him at Michigan. So this is a longstanding thing where uh, I don't know if Freeman's trying to ingratiate himself to the Domer faithful to make them think he's really one of them or whatever this is, but it's a bad look and Free needs to stop it because – the end of the day, everybody knows it's kind of fake, and I think it's going to undermine him as a coach when his whole brand is authenticity and youthful energy. I totally agree with what you just said in the incredulous part of it, also because my only possible theory on this is that he knows for Notre Dame to really get to the point where they can go to the playoff every year and actually expect to win, they probably do have to beat Ohio State on the recruiting trail for some of these Midwest standouts. And if you look at who they're recruiting, they are taking bigger swings over the last two or three years. But it's, look, anyone educated enough to go to Ohio State or Notre Dame can differentiate between the two schools. And some chatter about one being an academic institution, the other not, is going to fall on deaf ears. That's the part I don't understand. It's like, I don't understand the actual practical value of making the comments because First of all, at the level you're talking about of recruiting here, these guys, yes, I do understand that some of them want to go to Notre Dame and become a doctor eventually. Goal one is to get to the league. Everybody knows that. At Notre Dame, the number one goal for every kid that goes to Notre Dame is to play in the NFL. It's not to be an accountant or go work, work for Goldman Sachs. Now, that may be a more likely event for them when their career is over or should they suffer an injury, yada, yada. Go look at what Ohio State guys are doing in their career planning. Half the guys we got in the last, that's a, that's a stretch, several guys we've gotten in the last few years have simply quoted or directed their decision to like real life Wednesdays and stuff. So yep. Yep. it's just a fake premise. And it doesn't make any sense given the fact that dude is from Ohio and knows what's going on. I just find the whole thing kind of silly. And the other thing is, is, I know for a fact Freeman was in classes all the time. A, he was a good student. And B, I remember sitting at a football game in 2007 in the horseshoe. And I happened to be sitting next to a girl who was his tutor in two different classes. 
because at the time, Tress made sure all the players had a number of tutors that's still a program in place. So Freeman, when he was at Ohio State, went to all the classes. Freeman, when he was at Ohio State, was not a giant party around the campus kid, right? I know. I was a student at a similar time. So it's like, dude, shut up. Just shut up. Move on. And you know what? Say, here's a lot. Uh, the, the way you should be doing this is saying, I love Ohio State. Ohio State's amazing. If you go there, obviously, I can't argue with you. I made the same choice. But the flip side is, I also know what I want from a college institution now that I've gone through the process. And here's why Notre Dame is special and you should come here. That's the way he should be doing it. That's the that's not just the respectful way of doing it, but if you want to differentiate yourself, make it about yourself, right? He has a story to tell as the guy who is an Ohio State guy who is at Notre Dame and sees the value of Notre Dame and how much he loves it. But that doesn't have to be a way of sitting down and saying, don't make the wrong decision like I did. We all know that's bullcrap. The decision he made led him to be the head coach at Notre Dame. Anybody want to argue with that career path? Because if these kids, if you tell a lot of these kids that they're not going to work out in the league or they're only going to be in the league a little bit like Free was, and they can say, by the way, though, when you reach your mid-30s, you'll be the head coach at a major top 10, 15 program, then they're going to go, oh, wow, that was a good career choice. So, I mean, this is just stupid, and he knows it's stupid. And if he wants to throw all these elite things out, he should be throwing them out all out, um, you know, against some of these other schools that he's competing with for recruits that are coming in from out of state that actually have bum academic standards. But Ohio State ain't the SEC, so I don't know what else to say on that front. Also, if you're in class these days and they're calling roll and you're not there, don't you think someone's snapping a picture or putting it on the internet in about six seconds? Come on, man. If you're in class every day and we know this isn't the case and the name CJ Stroud gets called out and he's never there, that wouldn't get out. Come on, man. Yeah. All right. So let's talk another topic where we can be completely one-sided and biased. And that is the Alabama faithful complaining that Ohio State has too easy of a schedule, only four road games. Now, my assumption is this. They really are afraid of Ohio State winning the national championships this year and think that schedule is going to get them there and give them a chance to beat Alabama. Am I wrong? They don't want this smoke, if I'm going to quote our boy Jay Book. They don't want this smoke. Nobody wants to face this offense, period. But it's very rich that any SEC school can look at Ohio State and say we're playing a week schedule when we play more conference games and we don't play Samford or, you know, Joke State University in November the week before the Iron Bowl. So come on, Alabama. Let's be real here. You guys are not playing a more difficult schedule than Ohio State is. I think, if anything, this is is one of those, like, try to speak what you hope into existence sort of situations for them. If you look at Ohio State's schedule this year, not only do they have Notre Dame, which is the biggest non-conference game of the year for anybody, anywhere, period, right? But on top of that, their crossovers to the West have Nebraska and Iowa. Oh, and Northwestern, who won the West two of the last four years. This is – And Wisconsin. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm, did I not say Wisconsin? I'm sorry. No, but Wisconsin and Iowa. on there. Yeah. Wisconsin, Iowa, Northwestern, right? Those are the big three in the West anyways right now. So you have the hardest possible crossover teams on top of your schedule. And the Big Ten East every single year right now seems like it's every bit as good as any division. The Big Ten East is just as good as the SEC West. Then I'll repeat it for the SEC homers. The Big Ten East is just as good, if not better, than the SEC West, period. So I don't know what else to tell them other than this is them trying to flap their gums about something that they're wishing to try to make it reality. 
because Ohio State, frankly, has a harder schedule than Alabama. Because the week before we play Michigan, we're not playing against some FCS program and expecting to win 63-2. to two. As you know, I'd like to spew out some of Mr. Bucknuts's uh, foibles. And one of them is, you know, we may not be here. Oh, it's like I got a glitch here. But Mr. Bucknuts will tell you that, you know, the opposite of love is not hate. The opposite of love is indifference. So Alabama keeps talking about Ohio State. It means they have some fear, and uh, it's justified. This this Alabama team is not last year's team, and this Ohio State team is not last year's team. So that's a good Put thing. defense remotely worth a damn. Everybody's in trouble. We're going to take a quick yeah. We're going to take a quick break here for the podcasters. Come back and answer a few questions and get out of here. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, we are back. Tom Pauly asked, Bax, which unknown player offensively and which unknown player defensively will become household names this year? Well, defense is the easiest one for me. That's C.J. Hicks. That guy looks like he's going to start as a true freshman. Uh, if you noticed at the spring game, um, they they were ready to do the uh, the player availability. Then No, it was the week of the spring game. He was supposed to do a player availability with all the linebackers, and it looked like he was moving into the starting role. And magically, there just happened to be a conflict, or he was in one of those pesky classes that Marcus Freeman doesn't think Ohio State players go to. And I, I started laughing about it because, to me, that was Ohio State's way of protecting him from answering a bunch of awkward questions to uh, to right next to a bunch of, of kids he just beat out for roles. So, yeah, how do you feel about starting this year over all these guys? Sorry, guys. Like, that's why he wasn't there. So, Hicks to me, uh, unless you're telling me that people don't know who Denzel Burke is, and I think most people around the country know who Denzel Burke is at this point, C.J. Hicks is my pick on defense to be the one uh, as a household name among Buckeye Nation, at least on defense. Um, offensively, I think G. Scott has breakout on him, and this is our usual every summer. We talk about this is the year the tight end does something, uh, but I, I think G. Scott has – has a lot of touchdowns in him this year. Whether he has more than 20 catches in him, I don't know, but I think he could catch six or seven touchdowns just with his size and, and athleticism. Uh, so Buckeye Nation, I know a lot of people know who G. Scott is from recruiting, but I think overall he's not a guy who's made a giant impact on the field. So I'm going to go with C.J. Hicks on defense, G. Scott at tight end on offense would be probably the two names first out of my mouth. On defense, I hope it's Tanner McAllister because that means the defense is rolling and uh, he's coaching on the field. Uh, C.J. Hicks wouldn't be too bad. On offense, I think this is actually low-hanging fruit. It's Marvin Harrison Jr. Partially because, <laughs> I was going to say partially because that's already been a household name, and so you'll have a head start on getting another household name in there. Um, you well, he just had three touchdowns in the Rose Bowl, too, so that kind of <laughs> – And look, we see a lot of – Instagram has become the land of off-season lifting. And workouts to show everybody, but good gracious, uh, Marvin Harrison when he's working out, 
looks like he should be uh, in Cincinnati or Cleveland rather than Columbus. So totally incredible. Give him um, two years. <laughs> yes, the Steve Spurrier advisor today. I had to go with it because we went a little bit early, so I appreciate the love on that. Now he's got some golf later. That's all it is. No, no, no. I'll be spending <laughs> the day, thankfully, inside at Capital University's basketball camp. For the record, the Jacks get after. Go ahead. When I, when we start, I started writing for Bucknuts more than ten years ago. I lived in Atlanta, Georgia, and I know a lot of people watching this podcast are all over the country. People looked at me when I told them I wanted to get back to Ohio and needed to move back to Ohio like I was crazy. This is why if you're in Columbus and central Ohio or where it's 98 degrees and it's like 98% humidity, this is like three straight months of this down south, folks. This is why I came back north was for seasons to get away from this stuff. So if you're down there in the south living through this, you have my sympathies. But we're all hiding inside in the air conditioning right now and canceling sports. Power transformers are blowing everywhere because Columbus has never had more demand on its air conditioners. So, yeah, this is why Ohio is typically great. And this is the one week of the year where Ohio feels like the South, and I don't like it. I think that's a perfect place to stop. Our anti-SEC bias and Notre Dame love has come shining through in this show. We appreciate the People's Champ stopping by early. We'll be back tomorrow. Have a good one, Bucknutters. Nutters.